Okay, so yeah, Andre. Yeah. Yours is peaking a whole lot. I can be a Mario. No, don't don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. We're we just gonna cut you out of it. <laughs> Should we jump into it? No. Okay. <laughs> I showed up five minutes early. I wish you had. <laughs> really is rude. Do you have your shit together? <laughs> Are we ready? Chicken made it out. Chicken's here, so we're ready. Chicken's here. Okay, let's start. <laughs> We didn't even check in. Are we are we not gonna emotionally check in before? Are we gonna save it? Oh my god! Emotionally check it. What are you talking about? Literally Lots every episode food. where something big happens, we <laughs> the episode starts with us going, "Oh, <laughs> oh, oh well, boy. we did that." Kind of. <laughs> All right, ladies, gents, <laughs> everyone in between. <laughs> Possibly our number one fan has come to star on the podcast today. Introducing Andre Colleen. Is this a Saturday Night Live? How dare you, Andre Colleen? I'm only, I'm only a featured yet. guest, though. I'm only a feature player. That song is called Good Time Boy, and that's what you are. <laughs> I'm turning off the heat. Ooh, it's gonna Ooh. get chilly. We're gonna have to cuddle together for one. <laughs> oh no. Well, I've had enough of the chit chat. All right, <laughs> cut the shit. Get right into it. Two for the Road, directed by Paul A. Edwards. You might remember him from What Kate Did. No, I don't like that one. Really? He doesn't have a Wikipedia page. He, uh -oh. he does not. Well, maybe I mean Paul Edwards doesn't, because um, it's Paul Edwards. Mm. But Paul Edwards, my, I didn't look far enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, this <laughs> premiered on October fifth, two thousand six. Wait, that's a jump. Yeah. That and I don't know why. My thirteenth birthday has passed. Andre's fourteen now. What do you think you did for your eighth oh, grade birthday? I'm. Um. I think I had people. That's one of the ones I had people over. I rarely had people over for my birthday. Mm. Um, and I think I had like a couple friends over, and we just like Drank. played guitar. <laughs> yes, we just did a bunch of coke <laughs> and played Guitar Hero. What is middle school birthday like in St. Louis? You go to the World's Fair. You go to the World's Fair. <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other St. Louis things. You you, you bake you, yourself into an emo's pizza. <laughs> you ride your skateboard on the arch. Yeah. Obviously. You go to a Nelly concert. <laughs> <laughs> is he from and there? And the St. Lunatics. What the hell is that? The rest of the gang. It's Nelly and the St. Lunatics. This is news to me. I would have been in sixth grade. Ooh. Sixth grade sucked ass. Why? The entirety of six through eight is bad. I remember. <laughs> well, my grandma died in sixth grade, and then I. That's was, fucked up that she would do that. Yeah, I know. I like. I'm sorry. I'm just getting distracted. <laughs> the glorious music. Um, it was right after sixth grade camp, and a bunch of kids had lice, and then I. <laughs> I went missing because my grandma <laughs> died, and so I was out of school for, like, a week. And then I get back, and everyone was like, oh, we thought you had lice. We thought you died of lice. <laughs> you were in the hospital for lice yeah. for a week. <laughs> and then I came, I uh, the first day back, I told my mom, like, I don't want to go to school. I don't feel well. And then she was like, no, you have to go to school. And I had gym first thing in the morning. And I threw up in front of everyone. <laughs> I was like, life. do you believe me, mother? Mother? Someone call my mother. Mother? Um, oh, okay. So I did not want to talk about anything that happened this week. Because okay. the only thing that like seemed remotely like I could report on it 
was, um, do y'all remember when that guy, like, massacred those Amish schoolgirls? No. No. Well, okay. So, <laughs> I'm so wishing we had said yes. Basically, this guy, I'm not even gonna look up his name because it doesn't fucking matter. No, um, it's <laughs> He, like, went into this Amish school and, like, took these children hostage and ended up killing, like, six of them and then killing himself. And,. It was totally fucked up. Um, and but the the interesting thing about the story is that like the Amish community responded with like immediate forgiveness. Um, mm-hmm. but also like toward toward the family of oh, the yeah. guy. And so oh, they okay. were like they I don't know. There was some report of like one of the victims fathers like holding the father of the guy who shot them like while he cried for like an hour it just like fucking wild um but yeah that was the only thing that seemed remotely like reporting on and it made me too sad so i did not want to talk about it i will however talk about the movie that week Mm. are you ready yes (laughs) Andre, I feel like you'll probably guess I'll, what it is. Yeah. Excuse the hell out of me. <laughs> no, it's because you're stupid. <laughs> you don't understand. An undercover cop and a mole in the police attempt to identify each other while infiltrating an Irish gang yeah, in South Boston. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know the name of this, but I... Yeah, no. It's the departed. The departed. Um, when we were at Cat's game night, Tyler got... Jack Nicholson, and he chose The Departed, like, to give, or to impersonate or something. What? Not, like, The Shining? Not so many. I've wow. seen so many Jack Nicholson movies, and I was like, I didn't even know he was in The Departed. Not about Schmidt. so many people in it. <laughs> I did find some fun letterboxed oh, oh, yes. content. Uh, this is from Alien Emoji Cigarette Emoji. I don't care for men. (laughs) Another review says incel movie. (laughs) Another review from Brenna Gonzalez says too many men. Not funny. (laughs) Uh, This is just from Dustin. (laughs) This one sent me. There was a point during this movie while I sat with my girlfriend in the dark, crowded theater that I realized I was so over the Boston accents, the senseless brutality, the pure Scorsese of it all, and my relationship with my girlfriend. (laughs) That was the last of his movies that I bothered to watch and the last date we went on. (laughs) And then (laughs) my personal favorite. Why do I feel like that could have been written by my brother? Honestly, (laughs) He has had this experience. I'm 100% sure. Can't you imagine like being like, so how'd you like it? And be like, I think we should break up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And my personal favorite from Cinema Hater, we should never have let the Irish come here, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I love Letterboxd. Also, so many of the reviews were like, I could not tell the difference between Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon. Matt Damon. They look too similar and it confused me. That movie sucks. <laughs> I thought it was well liked. No, it it's like well critically well liked because it's a Martin because there's a bunch of white guys in the Martin Scorsese movie. Of course people are and gonna, like critics are gonna the like N-word it. And yeah. the F word and the F word and there's a lot of blood. Like, um does anybody want to guess what the top song was? Let's see. How did you know? <laughs> yes, I would like to guess Run This Town by oh. Jay-Z, Rihanna, and who else is in that? Kanye? Kanye, yeah. I was going to say I'm Yours. Oh. Jason Mraz. But I feel like that's too late. <laughs> Obviously. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We don't need and to no words will be spoken about it. <laughs> That's the end of that. <laughs> cool. I would like it to be known that two women on this show have had sex and been immediately killed. What's the message? Did 
Libby and Hugo? No, Shannon. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the podcast is over. Because <laughs> this show is misogynist. <laughs> well, who did the recap? Wait, no, but like, but Jin and Sun... But they They're were married. Oh, of course, it cannot happen out of wed- out of wedlock. Their souls are saved. <laughs> well, everyone, Kate's trying to revive the unconscious Michael. Jack is convinced the others must have just pushed him into that jungle clearing, but Kate convinces him they're alone. Jack agrees to carry Michael back to the hatch. Kate doesn't help one bit. In flashback, Ana Lucia is confronted by her mom, Teresa, as to her whereabouts. <laughs> Happy Dia de Muertos, Andre. Oh, hey! To you and your people. Is that why this coaster is out? <laughs> is this to make me com- feel comfortable in her house? <laughs> we should do something to make him feel comfortable. <laughs> I woke her up this morning and I said, what Where's do we do? <laughs> I'm surprised you, neither of you are wearing sombreros right now. <laughs> Where's the saguaro? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. She is, wants... I don't see his mom just a detective, or does she have, I like, more... I think she's more, the captain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Authority. <laughs> her mom wants to know her whereabouts when Jason McCormick was killed. Everybody named Jason on this show is a piece of shit. I want that mm-hmm. known. What? Where were you last night? Home. All night? Yeah. Cooked myself some dinner, watched some TV. What'd you watch? Teresa takes her to the morgue where she shows Ana Lucia his body. She spells out why she knows Ana Lucia killed this man who had tried to kill her and accepts that there will be no proof. Leave it to a cop to commit the perfect murder. Her mother offers her help, and when Ana Lucia refuses, her mother says, fine, you'll have to get it from somewhere else. Quote, you're a police officer. If you don't respect me, at least respect that. What help, though? Like, what was she asking for help about? Like, because, like, if she was like, there's, but it's already a perfect crime. Like, she already said that. The mom literally was like, there's no proof. There's no way for Yeah. I watched that scene again, and it's not logical. Like, yeah. So it's like, but like, I'll I'll give you my legal advice. And like, I don't need it. You said it's fine. You're the captain of police. Interesting. (laughs) Like, you did an amazing job, and you better (laughs) find help from somewhere else. I wonder if Ana Lucia's mom was going to turn her in. Because I was wondering that at the end when she was on the phone with her. Yeah. Like, she, I don't know, it just seemed loaded. It seemed like she was going to be waiting to arrest her. But then... Why didn't she just arrest her then? I mean, she did, because she was in Sydney. Well, no one should oh, arrest her, like, when no she's confronted her. Over the phone, she confessed. Yet. Oh. So, yeah, I was also wondering if the mom would turn her in. No. She was offering help. Doesn't matter. Yeah, the writing in this episode is not good. And <laughs> the the writers were nominated for a Writers Guild Award for this episode. For this specific yeah. episode. Yes. That makes I have no so sense. many questions. They've done so much better than this. <laughs> well, it's Sarnoff Kim. <laughs> Who? Are they not as legendary as <laughs> Uh, uh, Elizabeth Sarnoff and Christina M. Kim are the, it's the female writing oh, yeah. duo oh, that that one that, reviewer that one, hates. Oh my god. <laughs> Anastasia turns over her badge and quits on the spot. In present day Hatch, Anastasia's that Luke. <laughs> oh my god! That was real! <laughs> Luke. <laughs> I can't believe that happened. Yeah, that hasn't happened shit. in like a full year. You haven't called anyone Luke? <laughs> I feel great. I'm so excited. Speaking that of the year, it's been a year oh since my God. we did our first recording. Oh, it was yesterday, right? Happy anniversary! Yeah, it was our anniversary of recording, and our anniversary of our first episode is the sixth. That's In so present day, hash. <laughs> Anna sees that Locke is asleep and brings the fruit she was cutting up to the prisoner. He won't answer anything. How long are you going to keep up this hunger strike, Henry? She says he's different because most killers like to talk. He whispers something that was a very funny when he was just like, <laughs> I was like, what a card. <laughs> she leans in close to hear him. He attacks her and nearly chokes her out. <laughs> he snarls you killed two of us while Henry says nope 
I'm trying to read through my pop filter. White Henry says, you you killed two good people who were leaving you alone. So here we go again with that. The others, they only want good people. And if they were leaving her alone, Mm -hmm. she must not be good. The same as Jack postulated about Kate and himself. White Henry tells her that actually she's the one who's a killer. She doesn't care for that. Locke arrives at the cell and knocks him unconscious with one of the crutches. I don't understand what Henry's plan was. Like, killed, killed Lana Lucia, yeah. and yeah, then wait. what? And then what? Was the door open? The door must have been open. Yeah, the, yeah, she left the door open. So then he would have run back to his people. And then run, run, run out, but then, then, like, but someone's, like, out, they're all around. And then I guess, like, I don't Locke think they're all the around the other hatch. person. I think they're all and on the beach. And Locke He's was, like, gonna... slept through this entire thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and uh, what's he gonna do, fine plan. That's true. Yeah, he's on, the only person around is on crutches. Where's the hatching compared to around. the person of the beach? I don't think it's close because they're always like trekking we have around. To go. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. In a later flashback, Analysia is bored working as an airport security officer. In the bar, she meets Christian Shepherd. The two commiserate. Christian Shepherd. <laughs> Tender Christian. <laughs> what show was it where you almost died? Peter Pan. Yeah. What? I fell off a pirate. I fell off the pirate. I fell off the set. Is there a video of it? I may. There might be actually. I don't. It's probably dead. Well, they were because so they had a, the backstage had to watch the flying stuff because it was dangerous. Oh, that would be recorded though. Yeah, I don't. Just probably, like probably not. You fell off a pirate ship. I fell off a pirate ship. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I know. Dear nightlights that protect my sleeping children, burn clear. The two commiserate about losing their jobs where they worked with a family member. One stops being a cop. What a coincidence. I just stopped being a doctor. Why'd you quit? I didn't. My... She orders her signature drink, tequila and tonic. Oh. Christian says, hey, come be my bodyguard on my secret mission in Sydney, Australia, because you need help. And, quote, maybe it's fate. I totally, like, when this happened, I didn't think that it was a bodyguard thing. I thought it was, like... It was very Like an escort thing? Yeah. Yeah. I would say Shepard's smash or pass. Smash. (laughs) Smash. Especially in that that scene specifically, like, and him just talking about... John Terry, though. Well, I don't know John Terry. I only know Christian (laughs) Shepard. And that, like, you know, the the whole space is bullshit, and I was like, yeah, he can get it. It's fine. Yeah. I want to know how much he paid her. Not that it matters, but... At least a flight to Sydney. That's already, like... I feel like it was a lot. Because it's a crazy request. Yeah. Why would I sit so far back? (laughs) It's a crazy request, and he's rich. How much money... Would it take? Yeah. Not twenty dollars. Yeah, really, not a ton of money. You, here's a free trip to Sydney. <laughs> like that's what it would take. Yeah, take a bullet for me, and I'll t- I'll fly you to Sydney. Like that's for sure what's happening. We thought he was on a bender in Sydney, but it turns out he went there with a purpose. Well, he did kind of like he he was drinking for yeah. I think well, they're both yeah, like he's kind never of never not on a bender. Yeah. I think ever since he lost his job, but. In the in the episode with Jack and Jack's mom, and then Jack goes there, and the hotel manager's like, oh, "I don't know, he's crazy." And then he finds yeah. like pills and liquor bottles, and Jack's like, "Oh no, I got my dad fired," and he like went here to kill himself with drugs and booze or whatever. Mm. That's kind of what the show set up. Jazz and liquor. <laughs> Too much jazz and liquor. <laughs> I wish you guys would take this seriously. <laughs> Stop laughing. Stop laughing. The two decide to adopt false names for their relationship. Ana Lucia names him Tom. What's the reference? That's the third Tom in this show. Oh. Claire's baby daddy. Oh. And Kate's Iowa doctor with tiny plane. Oh. Is Dr. Tom Brennan. Between this shit and the back-to-back Brian's in season and one. And Jason's. Two Jason's. Literally, the Bryans were back to back in season one. I'm losing my patience with this. I, was, I don't think. I think it's just bad writing. Yeah, or it could I thought, mean I thought something. you were going like, like it's lost. Oh, it's all connected. 
But also in, like, IRL, there would be multiple people named Tom, Tom. Yeah. in these people's lives. It's also a fake, he, she saw a white man and was like, Tom. You look like a Tom. Yeah. And she was right. He does. Yeah. Christian names her Sarah. Why that? His daughter-in-law's name? It's not that hard to think of a name. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing, the first thing I thought of, though, was, like, daughter-in-law. I didn't think of that. You still got Jack on the mind. I didn't think twice about it. In the present. Analysia reluctantly explains to Libby that the guy in the hatch tried to kill her, and that although she's fine, he won't be. Libby asks Analysia not to do anything stupid. Locke enters the armory, wanting to know why White Henry tried to kill Anna, but not him when he had the chance. Henry replies that it is because John is one of the good ones. Locke wants to know more about that. I want to know more about that. But Henry says that none of it matters now because he's going to die. Either Jack comes empty-handed and he loses his value, hence our people will kill him, or the imposter's people will kill him because he is not a forgiving person. It's the he again. The man in charge is a brilliant man. Henry failed his mission. He reveals that when he got captured, he was on his way here to bring Locke back with him. And then Jack and Kate arrive. Bringing Michael back to the hatch. I hated how much Locke just slurped it up. Did he? Yeah. What else is he going to do? Be like, this is a crazy man who's who's been killing us. No, this John tracks, Locke. There's no other option. I know he it tracks. Up it just the makes island. me upset. He slurped slurp up the hatch. Up. He loves he's, that he's Dharma initiation video. Do but slurp. Elsewhere, Lucia approaches Sawyer to get a gun. The first time Sarah tells Ana Lucia to go to her buddy Jack as he has himself a gun. And then, oh, wait, I just remembered he's still out with Kate. Ana Lucia sarcastically calls Kate Sawyer's girlfriend again, which hits a nerve. Here's another idea. Square. You heard me now, forget. In flashback, Sydney. Nope. I said that as if that was a character. <laughs> Is Sydney not a character? The city of Sydney, yeah. In flashback, Sydney, after Christian spends four, four days drinking, he visits Ana Lucia's room in the middle of the night to get her to take him on his mission. He says, Fate's calling. Still drinking, Christian visits a woman in the suburbs while Ana Lucia watches from the car. The woman and Christian argue at the door. He tells the woman that he paid the mortgage on her house and has a right to see his daughter and starts to get violent. So Ana Lucia drags him away. On present day island, Saeed is once again digging a hole. Did you see what he was digging with? What? It, it was, was a still stick. a stick, yeah, but it, it had a, a scoop on the end. He upgraded. Oh my God. Do you remember He's how learning. much people laughed at him? <laughs> For digging Shannon's grave with a stick. <laughs> I think the other one had a, a scooper. The first one? Yeah. The it was Shannon like, a, it was like a hollowed out log. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this one had like a conical hollow thing on the end. <laughs> Our boy. Saeed was, was rather sweaty. Like... And like I feel well, like yeah, more he's digging with the stick. Like feel in your more than usual though. Like he like because like Hugo shows up and Hugo's like normal like like lost dirt, but Saeed was like, whoo, misty. Damn, it's Hawaii, baby. Andre, tell us about Hawaii. Oh, my mother was born there. That's oh, really? All I, yeah, she was born in on Maui. How many times have you been? Twice. And what's it like there? It's a lot like this, this TV show Lost. Is it? Whoa. No. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. It's magical. The locals hate you because you're there. Uh, I miss Lisa. <laughs> Lisa, if you're listening to this. <laughs> Hurley approaches him with a dude nice hole. Curse you, Sarnoff and Kim. <laughs> Hurley came here to ask about the radio. He wants to do a Lloyd from Say Anything in order to impress Libby. Judging by how she reacted to those finger puppets, my gal would yeah. love a boombox over that. Only got the static. Here's the thing. Even that would be good. Because then Libby would be like, it's a thought that counts. And I'll score major points, especially when she sees me holding it over my head. 
And why would you hold a static generating radio over your head? They didn't have to say anything in Baghdad? It's awesome. Saeed suggests a picnic instead and tells him about the beach where he took Shannon. You think she likes that? Later, as Sawyer is walking through the jungle, he hears Ana Lucia following him. I know you're there. Don't make me come in after you. <laughs> well, well, well. What do we got here? When he stops to confront her, she demands a gun again to no avail and then attacks him. After a struggle, he overpowers her and she's out of options. So she dives tongue first into his mouth. Shirts are removed. The music during this makeout, frankly, shocked it's me. It's hilarious. It was what like it sounded like a it's like war a battle scene, yeah. jungle drumming. It was I don't know what to say about it. The funniest part is like the, the branch that gets tossed into frame after they turn away. <laughs> <laughs> they like spin away, and then all this is like to like make sure that there's there's more happening. Like a branch gets like tossed oh my into. God. Them. I want to. Have that person's job on set. It's like sex dressing. In flashback, Christian and AL are in the car in Sydney discussing what they're trying to run away from. What are you two running away from? These cats are (laughs) crazy. God, they don't respect our audio. Discussing what they're trying to run away from, respectively. In my notes, I wrote, Where's Anna's father? And now I guess we'll never know. Everybody better say their daddy issues right now. <laughs> Ana Lucia tries to encourage Christian to return to the States, but he says, nah, let's get a drink at a bar. Ana Lucia is done with running and refuses. Christian heads for the bar, nearly knocking over Sawyer in the process. So do we think... That- I hated that, by yeah. the way. I hated it. But I loved it. I hated it. <laughs> I thought it was cute. I was like, look, it's Sawyer. They're all connected. <laughs> Do we think the scene following this is the one we saw in Sawyer's episode? Maybe. That's interesting. Um, what do you think about Christian feeling bad? About Jack? About Jack, yeah. He's like he's like my my coping mechanism is hating my son. It's wild that he's that self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like still I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's weird that they wouldn't just let him be a bad guy because it seems like every other negative flashback character is the literal devil well he's had a couple he has a couple episodes to like get some time to flesh i don't see why i mean i don't know he dies shortly after so we could believe that like if he had stayed alive for longer that he would have apologized to jack it it is weird to me that he would have the self-awareness to be like I'm too afraid to face my son, so I'm running away and, like, not decide to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. But I guess if he had more time to reflect, then maybe he would make amends or something. I just wish that one by one, every person on the island would have that light bulb the way that Sawyer did. And, like, approach Jack and be like, yeah. I met him. <laughs> I think I've met your dad. When we return to the present, the king and queen of guns are post-coitus. As she gets dressed, Ana Lucia warns Sawyer that if he tells anyone about this, she will kill him. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do we think Ana Lucia wanted to have sex with Sawyer just in general? A hot 7. Yeah. I would agree with My that. My instinct is, like, a 5. Like, she wasn't too mad, but, like... She respects well, herself more than When's the last time that? she got laid? Right. When's the last time any of these people have gotten laid? Yeah. Besides Saeed. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Hurley... 
don't have you you're five? Really? I think like well, it's also Sawyer's like, wait, hot too. They, have they inter- ever interacted yes. before this? Okay. Yes, he was with the tail section, and they were so oh, right. adversarial. Yes. Yeah. She fucking hates his ass. Yeah, but that was, yeah, a, it was but a fun like, little hate sex time. Yeah. Yes, but like, also, do you think it was hate sex for him, or was he like, oh, nice, like we're gonna hook up now on I this think island? He was probably like, oh, nice. Yeah. Good. I think I think like they're also like he's like he's definitely into someone who's gonna punch him in the face while they're having sex. Yeah, probably. Also, he's on the outs with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. She does not like him. She never did. I don't think she doesn't. It's have not about to liking, liking him. him. No, I know, but I'm saying like how. I'm saying that like a good percentage of this oh, never mind <laughs> it also don't but get me. i think that it was mostly to yeah get the gun of course yeah i'm like but she's I'm like saying oh, i don't well, like I can, yeah I can, i'm saying i don't think this would have happened if it oh yeah for i don't for sure i yeah. don't agree yeah, yeah yeah i i i don't think she really wanted to do this because he's the worst i don't think she was that mad about yeah. it yeah. I think that she definitely wanted the gun and she would not have had sex with him if it were not for the gun. For sure. But I don't know. There's something, even for her own satisfaction of like using her feminine wiles yeah, she... to get what she wants. Like that's fun too. This feels so Don't different. pity her is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, that's just what I was about to say is the last time, the only time I think we've had a character die in their flashback episode it was all about pitying her it was like mm-hmm. shit we gotta turn these tables real quick so that everybody's sad about a shannon death yeah and this episode did not feel like that that is one of my top episodes of this season and i didn't i didn't feel a lot in this episode me neither yeah i didn't really feel a lot either and then at the end something wild happens right. and it's like what i feel like that's the point i don't think you're supposed to like yeah you like don't see it coming yeah i don't think you're supposed to feel anything you're supposed, you're supposed to process like you're supposed, you're supposed to process afterwards you yeah know? like because the whole episode with shannon is you're processing the eventual probable death of shannon this one like no it's the exact same they have a whole flashback of their sad history and then they get shot in the end it's the same setup but i felt a lot of sadness about shannon and this flashback episode didn't make me feel like oh no like this is so tra- what a tragic life i was just like it, i guess it was more intrigue on the michael situation more intrigue on the michael situation but it's also just like ooh, what was she doing in sydney it's like yeah more of an exciting thing it's just less well written i think i i agree with that yeah also sora comes off looking like an idiot like yeah. With the gun? Yeah. It's like, he's just kind of like, I'm big man. I like sex now, please. And then the gun's gone. Like, how did he not figure out that the <laughs> yeah. gun was gone until later? Yeah, he put his pants on and left without that. I mean, you gotta yeah, check your pockets. You yeah. Phone, keys, gone. wallet, my guy. <laughs> when you put your pants on, that's standard. Hurley acts guilty when Libby catches him grabbing food from Beach Pantry. He admits that he would like to take her on a picnic. Analysia returns to the hatch. And when Jack asks about her head wound, Locke covers for her and says that it was his fault. Interesting. Michael comes to and tells Jack, Kate, Analysia, and Locke that he found the others. He reports that there are only 22 of them living squalid lives in canvas tents and teepees, and that they have a hatch of their own with only two armed guards. He says he didn't see Walt or Flirty Cindy or any of the kids, but that he will lead them back there. Jack and Locke discuss this and then decide it's time to get the guns from the new sheriff in town. You were right. Kate accompanies them, leaving Michael and Ana Lucia in the hatch. So, I have a question. What happened to the fully stocked Dharma station that Claire was in? That wasn't really that long ago that Claire was missing. Like, when the baby was nearly due. Mm. We saw a bunch of dirty people walk by when Jin and Echo are hiding earlier in season two. That's after the raft got blown up by Scary Boatman. But Kate, Claire, and Rousseau find Scary Boatman's fake beard in that episode where they're on the hunt for the baby vaccine. And that Dharma station is abandoned by that point. I'm trying to figure out the timeline. Like, why would they be living in squalor? The others? Yeah. We know that they have the capability of wearing shoes, okay? And they have the capability of looking and acting civilized. 
as evidenced by Ethan and Goodwin going undercover. Mm -hmm. Something isn't adding up here with what Michael experienced or says he experienced. Yeah. That's lost, baby. Yes. (laughs) I'm not going to try to logic it out on the podcast. Um, You're pressuring over the little, like, the nice little reconciliation that Locke and Jack had. It was cute. I liked it. When was that? What? When that conversation, like, when, when, like, Jack's like, you were right. I should have, like, asked, I should, like, have you involved in decisions and stuff. And Hard disagree. (laughs) Well, no, this was this thing where Jack was, like, because, like, because about, um, because about Henry being an other, and he's like, I don't like how you did it, but, like, I, you were right, and we should talk, we should, I should be talking to people um, about making decisions more. I don't know. I just yeah. like, I oh I also appreciate Matthew Fox's crazy eyes during that during that part. Classic. We missed would them. Run by the same thing over and over again. Third time past this tree. Uh, that's a different tree. Uh, Hurley, it's okay if you're lost. Dude, I'm not lost. Will you trust me? Hurley and Libby set out for the picnic, but Hurley gets lost, and they wind up back where they lost. started with with Jin cleaning fish nearby. Libby suggests they have a picnic right there, but Hurley has forgotten to bring blankets or anything to drink. Truly fucking up. <laughs> like, what is going on with Hurley? Also, it's like, like this, though. That, that relationship made me sad this episode mm-hmm. because, like, She's so nice to him. <laughs> when, like, She's like borderline patronizing. Him. I know. Yeah. It's like, well, okay, we can have the picnic here. Like, what? A fucking what? Yeah, expect more from your expect more from your man, ladies. Yeah. People who like men. It's weird. It was weird. It felt yeah. weird. <laughs> it's also weird. I'm realizing that she's represented herself as a clinical psychologist, and this is the one that he chooses to date like it feels like coming from being committed to the hospital that might make Hurley uncomfortable mm-hmm. I don't really like Libby I oh, like Libby but yeah I, I come out positive on Libby on this show but I don't like the relationship that's more I guess more Hurley and Libby yeah, yeah. whose relationship do we like <laughs> I was ready for Anna Lucia and Christian. Maybe that's my yeah. Name. I would that's watch my, a whole fucking movie about them. That's my that's hard. That's all the reviews. That's said. my hardship in the show right now. Yeah, there are many reviews for this episode, and nine out of ten of them are like Christian and Anna Lucia. Though, <laughs> what incredible acting and writing! And I was like, show it to me. Where is it? <laughs> I was not that into these flashbacks. That's yeah, like. I don't know. I wish there was more for her big death episode. Yeah. It just can't hold a candle to Shannon. A shandle? <laughs> All right. We're switching out hosts for the podcast because of that. Keep it in. Friend, get over here. Libby says she'll get the blankets and Rose and Bernard have wine. Okay. <laughs> Pico's like, favorite noise. Pico's like, why? Oh, oh. <laughs> He's like, oh my god, we're gonna hook up. <laughs> the only way this woman is gonna ever touch me is if there's wine involved. Hurley jokes that if he gets drunk, he'll remember where he knows her from. <laughs> that thumbs Does up she from know? Jin. I'm livid. Does she know that? I think they 100% were she knows. Okay. Yeah, because she's been trying to cover for it. She was like, oh. You stepped on my foot, remember? Getting on the plane, remember me? You stepped on my foot. And then, like, after he says it, there's, like, that lingering shot on her, and she's, like, worried or And then she brings her tits out to distract him. Oh, my God. That episode was so heavy-handed. She was like, anyway, do up my halter top. (laughs) We can't brush past this gin. Thumbs up. The only thing, the the one Mm -mm. second he's involved in this episode. Mm -mm. Oh, my God. I loved it. Cut to Sawyer reading that bad twin manuscript that we've seen before. Jack throws it into a fire. That was rude. I did not like that. Oh, you don't like when people are rude? <laughs> I don't like rudeness. <laughs> to Sawyer, who's Hard. never been rude. <laughs> he demands- I'm, a, I'm worried about the literature. We just If we're just opening up to burning books. We only have like five books. <laughs> we can't burn any of them. Quit playing around. 
let you bring her along for a sympathy vote? She ain't in my head, Doc. So why don't you two just go play in the jungle, huh? Take us to the guns. Now. Sawyer reaches for his gun, finds it missing, and realizes that Ana Lucia must have swiped it while they were dicking down. Locke quickly puts together why she would do that and says, oops, I better spill the beans about White Henry attacking her. Why did he just say it in the first place? I don't understand. Why is he... Oh, because because he's special? Because John Locke is special? I think because and... they hadn't had that conversation or that reconciliation yet um, that you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that oh. Locke was still... Like, you think that was more about Jack than about Anna? Yeah. I don't know. Because oh. there's that whole like butting heads thing that they have where they keep things from each other. They it, It's like when um, county police departments don't communicate with each other because there's mm. a power struggle. Mm-hmm. And then cases go unsolved. She listens to true crime. This is very specific. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. In the hatch, Ana Lucia gives White Henry a knife with which to free himself. He says Goodwin was wrong about you and it cost him his life. He thought you were misunderstood. So this is it, huh? Yes, Henry. Why did he why did she give him the knife? So he could cut himself. Well, free. why not just shoot him? I don't yeah, know, I don't maybe know. it's maybe it's not code maybe it's maybe it's not chill to just shoot someone who's tied up maybe did she get the knife from him afterwards back i guess we'll find out oh yeah i guess (laughs) what an awkward scene (laughs) to not shoot him and then be like well i I check it out can i have my knife back then Don't please don't tell anyone about this. I would really appreciate it. I'd, I'd really like if you didn't if you didn't attack me with that knife right now. I know you've tried to choke me out earlier, but now I've given you a weapon. <laughs> They're really setting up a thing of like who's the bad guy here. Michael Emerson's making it pretty clear that like from his point of view, from their point of view, they've been targeted yeah. and attacked, mm. which is flipping our whole thing on its head. Flashback to Sydney Airport. Anna is waiting in the same line as Jin prior to boarding flight 815. We're with Jack again at the ticket counter, earnestly yelling at Chrissy, the ticket agent, about his need to get his father's body home as quickly as possible because he needs it to be over. Get ready for to see that scene at least 13 (laughs) more times. I'm memorized. (laughs) He needs to land at LAX in 16, 16 hours. Anna Lucia overhears this parental drama and calls her mother to confess. She tells her she tried to get as far away from her as she could, but that she now just wants to come home and show off her trendy shark tooth necklace. That's what all the locals wear in Australia. It's extremely authentic. (laughs) Anyway, we're sad now because she'll never see her mom again. Back in present day hat, she is shown sitting morosely. Oh, Lostpedia. (laughs) Caroline, in this next take, I need the sitting to be more morose. (laughs) action michael pops up so she explains how white henry tried to kill her but then she couldn't bring herself to kill him i'll do it give me the gun i'll kill him because that's what they do what's the combination Michael looks at the gun somberly, says, I'm sorry, then shoots Ana Lucia in the chest, killing her instantly. How do we feel about an I'm sorry before a gunshot? Love it. I wasn't mad at it at all. (laughs) I don't think I like it. That's really what that scene felt like. Yeah. Libby walks in holding the Chekhov's picnic blankets, and she is (laughs) shocked to see Michael with the gun. He's startled. He shoots her twice in the abdomen through the blankets. Lostpedia says she collapses with a look of shock and betrayal on her face. (laughs) Michael then opens the door to the prisoner's cell. The two look at each other. Michael, shaking with fear and shock, deliberately shoots himself in the shoulder. Lost. Lost. Notes? (sighs) No. (laughs) 
For some reason, the soundtrack to Christian's fatherhood mission was Walking After Midnight. (laughs) (laughs) That takes me right back to my childhood. Also, Libby had a dive because no one likes Anna Lucia, apparently. What do you mean? What do you mean? So I read, I read like in the reception part of the Wikipedia that um, the reason why, like, so like test groups and like viewers weren't, don't, didn't like the character Anna Lucia. And oh. so they were worried that like when they, no one would feel anything for killing Anna Lucia. And so they, so they had to, to kill, kill Libby, Libby as well. Yeah. Wow. Ouch, Cynthia. So there would be more emotion to what happened. That's weird that people don't like Anna Lucia. Yeah, I think that's weird too. Hmm. Does Sawyer have yet another pair of glasses? I didn't recognize those. Oh. Mm. They're not the same glasses that he's always worn. No, he's had like two to three pairs of glasses by now. Because he has those, that pair that's like melded together. Those? But he R.I.P. on, on the raft. raft. Oh, did he find new glasses? Yeah, for sure. He's had glasses in season two, but they didn't look like these glasses. God, nothing matters. <laughs> what did he call Anna Lucia like right before, like when he was like turning her down? Oh, did I, all I heard was like Lucy, and I was like, "That's yeah." Too he's close. done a few things. Mm, he's that's not running racist out of enough. Ideas. <laughs> they had to kill her off because they ran out of nicknames. Ran out of Mexican women tropes for a different story to call her. There was a ton of cut material in this really? episode. Like there was going to be more. I don't see any story stuff. There's going to be more of like everybody. All right. <laughs> Not to disappoint everybody, mm. but I looked at the user reviews. As soon as I found out that this was a Sarnoff Kim episode, I was over the moon to imagine what a metaphysical shark would have to say about this. <laughs> he rated it 10 out of 10. Did he? Oh, that's a redemption. What an arc, yeah. He, what did he say? Here's a few of his thoughts. It's not just the clever dialogue that's impressive here. It's the depth of characterization, the fact that every action is not only consistent with what we know about the characters and what we've seen them do, but is driven by their previous actions. It's remarkable characterization, and this is almost certainly Christian's best and most definitive episode as a character, and John Terry's performance here is brilliant. Okay, calm down. Like, it was good. It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Who is this? This is an imposter. (laughs) Watching her first few appearances for the third or fourth time recently. Don't watch Lost three or four times recently. What the fuck is wrong with this man? (laughs) He says, watching her performance annoyed me as much as they usually do, Ana Lucia. But once you see the full plan the writers had for the character completed, it's hard not to see her arc as one of the most effective character arcs on the show. Did she really change? She just got shot. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, she killed Shannon. She protected all of her people. And then she stopped mattering. And then, then, then she died. Yeah, I mean, I think that she probably has one of the most boring character arcs on yeah. the show. Also impressive dialogue, like... Jack, I think I have to tell you something. Yeah, what the hell? I, I mean, I'm I, pissed I do Shark. agree that like all of the characters' actions are supported. Yeah, they sound by... like themselves. Yeah. Here we are. Two for the Road was nominated for a WGA award for writing for an episodic drama. And it's a deserved nomination given the excellence of the structure and pacing of the script and of the dialogue and characterization. Although it might be remembered most for its shocking and tastefully executed ending. What else would have happened? (laughs) The episode as a whole is worthy of just as much praise as its last five minutes. I'm not reading any of this man's reviews unless they're full of poisonous, misogynist <laughs> hatred. <laughs> User PVJXIWU says, I think I will hate Michael very much, 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Were you surprised that like Michael was capable of like that? I have some thoughts that I haven't yet said. I, I think that I mean, he wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't to get Walt back. Yeah. So I think he would do anything to get Walt back. Also, he doesn't give a shit about Anna Lucia. Why would he? He hasn't been around for her, like, 
when she showed up, he left, basically. Right. And the only thing he knows about her is that she killed Shannon. I guess same thing with Libby, huh? What? Oh, well, with Libby... It was an accident I or whatever, accident. but... Oh, Libby died senselessly. Right. Is this a poem that you wrote about? But I think it was an easy no, decision. This Not an easy segued decision. immediately into my predictions. Michael's working with them, maybe? They sent him on a mission and he might agree to something for Walt's sake? That's option one. Or if he's not working with them, is he trying to bring White Henry somewhere, like how Jack wanted to trade him? I agree. It feels like he wouldn't kill people without a good reason. But also, he shoots himself, too. Mm-hmm. So so he's trying to make it look like so a he's struggle. he's trying to make it look like, yeah, like, I think he's going to give the gun to Henry and tell him to run. Yeah. I think what I thought... I was, which is wrong, obviously, but like, I forgot that he shoots himself um, when I was watching it. And I was like, oh, like, he's going to, like, make Henry, like, lead him to the others. Mm-hmm. And then from there from there on, figure out a Walt situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, work with Henry, not work with whoever he's been with. Yeah. Other prediction. I know that the Australian daughter is going to come up or the Australian baby mama We'll see them again for sure. We know that Claire has daddy issues, but mm-hmm. that woman would be a young mom for Claire. Yeah. In season one, episode 10, here's what she says about her parents um, in the Claire episode. In regards to keeping the baby, she says, my mom would disown me. And then Thomas says she basically has already. And then later on when he breaks up with her, she says, I knew this was going to happen. He responds, I told you so. Perfect. Now I get all your daddy abandonment crap. So that would track. Mm. It's gotta be something. Claire Shepard. Claire. Claire. Oh my god. I win. What is this? It's RIP. It's RIP. Oh. Um. RIP. Anna Alicia Cortez. It's been. Christian Shepherd, Doctor Christian Shepherd. Goodwin. Jason. Libby Smith. Shannon. The other other that Anna killed. The one carrying the list of nine desired people from the kill section. Thank you. <laughs> Did you say Jason? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All the gravitas we needed. Lest we forget. <laughs> Jason is dead in this episode. Where's other Jason? The bank robbing Jason. What did she... Kate shot him in the leg when He's she was running dead. away? Probably or did not. she shoot one of the other henchmen? Probably show up in another flashback. Who fucking cares? Oh my god, I hope that he's Hurley's other friend. <laughs> <laughs> The patrol cars on the roof of the flashback are all numbered with one of our numbers. I didn't even see the patrol cars. Disgusting. They cut one of the cutscenes, which would have been the final scene of the episode. It was supposed to be Hurley sitting alone on the beach with the wine and the picnic basket. Oh, oh keep it in! How dare they? That's rude. Holy keep shit. that in! Oh my god. Why is this what Christian wants to listen to? No, this checks out. (laughs) I think that's a character motivated decision. Also, the foreigners are trying to steal our music again. (laughs) (laughs) Who is this? Casey Chambers. I'm sorry, Casey Chambers. Casey Chambers. Chambers. Australian country singer-songwriter. Oh, and I'm Walking Here is from Midnight Cowboy. Mm -hmm. I would not have been able to tell you that. I've never seen that movie. Cool. What were you going to (laughs) say? I've never seen it. I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about it. (laughs) 
I know that that was... What's with all the questions? That part was, I know that part was improvised in the yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah, I have heard that. Who are we going to vote off, gang? Three, three two, three, K. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Who wants to go first? <laughs> I want to hear about Hurley. Uh, just because Hurley... I, like... If you're gonna take someone out on a date, like, do it fucking right. Like, I just don't understand what was going through his head. But he was, like... Well, his first idea was blown out of the water by Saeed, so he had to improvise. And then he got lost. He didn't even have blankets. He didn't have anything prepared. Just cancel the date at that point. Don't ask her out on a date. Fair, yeah. Get... get- like come back to the drawing board yeah. and then yeah yeah come back to me when you have a good idea <laughs> why lock i just lock is it's lock's fault this is all lock's fault mm. like if lock if lock hadn't just told jack like what had happened with analysia then like henry probably would be dead at that point and then Do none we of this want matter. him to be though i don't <laughs> care <laughs> I'm just saying this is Locke's... Like, the reason why Anna Lucia and Livy are dead is because of Locke. Okay, well, that was my train of thought as well. And I chose Kate because if she wasn't caught in the middle, if she didn't insist on still being friends with the worst guy on the island, then maybe she wouldn't have felt the need to tag along on the Get Guns Back mission. Mm -hmm. And then those two wouldn't have been left alone with Michael. She's she's trying to be friends with everybody. She's trying to... The blood is on everyone's hands. The law, the law, the law's been broken. Why should I? God, I wish I could. Is that, that from Ragtime? It's from fucking Ragtime. is from Ragtime. MVP on three. One, three, two, two, three. One. Michael. <laughs> I said, but okay. I should say that I wrote that because you ate Susan Lloyd. <laughs> I, I love that. how we both like pause and didn't say it. It's just yeah, so you can like you guys... isolated in your own thoughts of the murder or being that you're That was weird. <laughs> it was like we knew. The reason why I said Michael was because I I was filling it out before, it, like in the oh. last. I was like, hmm, nothing interesting is going to happen for the rest of this episode. I guess I'll fill this out, and then I didn't change it after that. <laughs> Is he, is he still your MVP? Hell no! <laughs> I don't know who my MVP is now. I'm going to say Jack. Because the crazy eyes? Yeah. Jack, Jack, didn't, Jack, like, showed up, was like, you know what? I got to be more level-headed about these things, even though I pointed a gun, even though he pointed a gun at, at Sawyer, but that was for other reasons. Like, I think he came back, like, he was like, Michael's back, like, we got, another, that's another win, like, I need to be more chill, I need to talk to Locke about stuff, I need to get our guns i think jack did only he was the only person who did anything right he's done nothing yeah he's faultless in this episode and we've been criticizing these people for just rolling over and let letting sawyer own everything Mm -hmm. because that many people could overpower one person (laughs) and their stash it doesn't make sense i had no mvp but i'll agree with jack hell yeah Thanks for being here, Andre. <laughs> we'll just never, we'll never find music like that. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at You've Lost Me Pod, Twitter at You've Lost Me Pod, email us, Andre. Oh, I plan at to. You've lost me pod at gmail.com. It was good nice to see both of you. <laughs> Bye. Do you have anything to say? <laughs> do you have any do you have anything to plug? I um yeah, I'm so sure. I have so many things to plug. Tabletop Vanguard is my tabletop RPG actual play podcast I'm in. Tiny Duck Wrestling will be happening at this time. Um so look out for that. Um, Got anything to recommend? What's buttering your bread recently? <laughs> Not haunting on Hill House. <laughs> Only one episode has been good. Yeah. Come for us, Mike Flanagan. Just kidding.
Come for us. <laughs> bye. Bye. Um, bye. Well, uh, Locke was talking. Luke, my guy, my guy Jean Luke, was talking about how everyone has a secret or whatever. He did in the last episode when he was talking to Luke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All the characters are named Luke. That's how I keep it part of my mind. I'm like little boy Luke. Oh man, Luke. <laughs> Country Luke. Doctor Luke. <laughs> Anyway, he's loosed. Right. Previously on Luke's.